This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with Class Tech Tips website founder, Dr. Monica Burns, about her new book, Tasks Before Apps, Designing Rigorous Learning in a Tech-Rich Classroom. We've got exciting news from the East Initiative update and more, and that's up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio. How you doing out there? I am David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Yep, going to be a good show today. we got a great guest. i got some great stuff to talk about. Um, I'm pretty excited about uh, it. I am very, I, I'm very excited about it. We... Uh, we actually uh, met uh, Dr. Burns. It, Dr. Burns. It, it feels weird to say it that way. <laughs> I mean, I know she is, but anyway. Uh, but uh, we met Dr. Burns uh, at Fetzi in 2017 and had a great time. And then uh, we, uh, she reached out to us. And yeah. She's got a new book coming out, and so we're going to talk about one. her new book yep. and uh, some of the other stuff going on uh, with her and education and, and tech integration and all that good stuff. Really cool. Really cool. Hey, you can catch us on the web at www.edutecheyes.com. You can also find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash edutecheyes. Heck, just go out to Google, type in E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S, and guess what? You're going to find us. We're everywhere. It's it's coming close to Halloween, so we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Be afraid. (laughs) Be afraid. Or be our guest. Be our guest. (laughs) Either way. <laughs> we'll take either one. You can be afraid or be our guest. Hey, remember, you can also find the show at iTunes on their podcast site. You can find us on Google Play and at SoundCloud, our main host. So any of those places, put a slash and an edutech, guys, and you found us. Slash. Back to the <laughs> Halloween theme. <laughs> I thought Guns N' Roses, but yes, that too. Oh, yeah. There, there's that. Hey, we want to thanks to Crossbraining.com and GoPro for promotional consideration on the EduTech Guys Radio. Crossbraining.com is creating a universal learning community by sharing the best and most effective teaching methods and lessons through video and other technology. Awesome. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, you know, hey, let's jump into it with uh, 
Dr. Burns, what do you say? Awesome. We are so excited to have our next mm -hmm. guest on the show and uh, met her at Fetzi last year. And so I'm going to let her introduce herself, talk a little bit about what she does and all that good stuff. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. My name is Monica Burns. I'm an ed tech and curriculum consultant and former New York City public school teacher. I've been out of the classroom for a few years now doing professional development and um, spending time in schools uh, working with students and teachers. That's that awesome. Awesome. It is awesome. Well, and you have a, you have a huge, uh, your references are amazing, by the way. Um, you've, you, you have your, your doctorate and you're... Um, you're an Apple Distinguished Educator, and I yeah. I know that's yeah. how you got started and, uh, in your classroom with iPads one-to-one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we um, had iPads um, in our school, which came in through uh, magnet funding, which was wonderful. Mm -hmm. We were able to um, go one-to-one -one really early on, so focused in on just trying to find what these powerful devices could do in the hands of students, and it's been uh, quite a journey and really exciting to see what's evolved within the space over the past few years. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's really great. Um, and I have to, I have to mention this because I, we use it um, every week when we're looking for anything we need to keep abreast of. And that's the, you're the founder of classtechtips.com. Yeah. That's a yeah, great website. So I started my blog uh, when I was in the classroom and now it's grown to posting just about every day um, with lots of favorites. And then my Monday newsletter goes out. That kind of gives the recap for the week of my posts and, and things that I'm just really uh, looking to explore a little bit further. Awesome. Yeah, Awesome. I, I, you, uh, I, this is a little off of, kind of where we were going to go but um you just came back from adobe max yeah yeah How freaking so awesome was week, that <laughs> it was wonderful it was my second year going um i do a lot of work and sharing with the spark tools uh, yeah. which i absolutely love and so they were spotlighted and just had a post on the site uh yesterday um just kind of my recap yeah. um from adobe max and it was wonderful just to go hear from people in lots of different industries say things that are really important for educators to uh, understand and value which is storytelling it's not going anywhere right but the mediums with which we are telling stories are evolving quickly and wonderfully. So it's really important to see how this idea of creativity is essential across industries, uh, no matter where students are at, the same way that we talk about STEM being so important, no matter what uh, pathway you choose, right? Understanding all the problem solving, collaboration, you know, the same thing goes on the creativity side. So yeah, Adobe Max was uh, wonderful, got gathered lots of ideas, spoke to lots of um, interesting people, um, doing really great work. Yeah, that is awesome. That's yeah, that, so that cool. really is awesome. I'm I'm jealous, really. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, when I when I pulled it up, I was like, oh my gosh, how cool is that? <laughs> well, and you know, that's one of our big things is we we like to say, if you can't tell your story, how are you going to help them tell their story? And that's mm -hmm. that's a really big deal. And you're right, storytelling is the key. Um, I was going to talk about your other books, but I'm just going to tell our listeners there's a lot of books out there because we need to jump right into uh, <laughs> talking about your your latest book because it's going to talk about the same thing we're just talking about here. Yeah. So. Um, your latest book, Tasks Before Apps, Designing Rigorous Learning in a Tech-Rich Classroom. So give us your elevator pitch when you walk in to tell everyone this is a great <laughs> book and this is what's going down. 
So I was really excited to partner with ASCD uh, for this book that was just released a few weeks ago, uh, subject of a keynote over the weekend in Pennsylvania at a technology conference and really thinking about putting the learning first, right? There's so many wonderful tools out there, so many different things that you can do with them, but what are your learning objectives? What are your goals for students? What do you need um, to do to support them to accomplish their goals? And then really thinking about how to leverage the power of digital tools to make that happen. Uh, so I talk in the book a lot about strategies for using open-ended creation tools mm -hmm. for honoring you know, student curiosity, for thinking about different models for collaboration in the classroom. And so it's been an exciting few weeks. It was out of stock right away on Amazon, which is, you know, makes me smile, but also, oh no, right at the same time. Um, so that went back in stock uh, earlier this week, and now it's up there on Kindle too. So yeah, it's been exciting to see um, the reception for the book. Yep. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, and I think it's so important that th that conversation is taking place. And it seems weird. It, I don't know. It, to me, it, it seems really weird that it's taken this long to have the conversation in that order instead of the other way around. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, you go to a district and they've got all the tech in the world, but no one's ever talked about what are we supposed to do with it. They just throw tech at the kids and throw tech at the teachers and nobody's really talking about, you know, the dreaded four letter P word plan. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's awesome that you've put together this perspective of what to do. I really appreciate that. And, you know, when I think about my role as an independent consultant now and, and being an educator with kind of a different hat on, you know, I really explain the work that I do as that ed tech and curriculum consultant, mm -hmm. right? So what are we doing to really, uh, make our curriculum goals stronger for students to use all these wonderful things that are out there, you know, for the right reasons, not just because it, it caught our attention because it's new or different, but because it's going to do something that's really special uh, for students and, and really transformative for, for teaching and learning. And, you know, I say that, but if you go to classtechtips.com, you'll see my 12 favorites or 10 this, right? <laughs> sure. And so, you know, that fills the room at ISTE. You know, I had right. over 200 right. people try and log on to Nearpod while I was doing the ISTE presentation. <laughs> And, and a couple hundred that probably couldn't get on. Uh, um, sure. And that being said, you know, that gets people in the door, lets them click and start reading so that they can start thinking about the strategies um, that they're using, no matter what tool comes, you know, mm -hmm. down the line, um, you know, six months, 12 months or, or longer. Yeah. 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 It's funny how those lists work on us if we forget to use that same thing on the kids. Use lists on them also. <laughs> you know, and so that's really interesting. That's the hardest thing. We always talk about creating content and you know how hard it is to create content. And what you've done is given the teachers a little bit more leg up to get prepared for that. Because when I, 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 I love to make content, but I dread starting. That's the hardest part. <laughs> but, you know, like one of your bullet points says customizable checklist and graphic organizers. There's the key. You're helping these teachers because that's the hardest part is where do I start? And mm -hmm. so you've actually this this book is actually hitting that head on. Yeah, I, I really want to make sure that, you know, there's big ideas there's the vocabulary for common conversation. So if you are leading a handful of grade level teams, right, this, um, the 
big ideas in the book are going to support your kindergarten teachers, your sixth grade teachers, and your 12th grade teachers, but also that there's actionable resources so you can get started right away without feeling like you have to process a whole semester's worth of content, sure. you know, before you can put it into action. And so the book, you know, includes, you know, those in a kindergarten classroom, in a fourth grade classroom, in an eighth grade classroom. So it really gives specific examples that can be scaled in different directions, but then lists of lots of favorites, examples, and checklists. And there's a whole chapter just on taking it back uh, so that it can be something that is used, you know, for small group study for, I call it like your partner in tech, right? Not your partner in yeah. crime, but who's like your buddy, who's going to keep you accountable and, and bounce off ideas with you. Yeah. And so lots of resources to make it feel practical as opposed to just nice, like a nice right. idea, you sure. know? Sure. Well, and, and I love that you're incorporating those things in in such a way like you were talking about, you know, breaking it into the different grade levels so that even, you know, let's say I'm in one of the, if, if I'm in a grade where, and then this happens a lot, my, my wife uh, is, is a teacher and, uh, you know, you get students in the class who are at their quote unquote off grade level, either to the plus or to the minus. Um, and there's a lot of things out there that, you know, it's kind of, they try to shoehorn people, you know, try to shoehorn those students. And that's what I, I, one of the things that I like is the way that you've got it broken up is that, you know, you've got that flexibility to move depending on what your students are able to do, what they want to do, what they like to do. Uh, and, and working with the teachers, depending on, again, what they feel comfortable doing, what they like to do, what they want to do. So, And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about these digital tools in the hands of students is that you might have a child who can tell you everything they know, but the moment they pick up that pencil, right, their confidence block is there, they're conversationally proficient in the language, and they love what's happening in the classroom, but then they really just lose that confidence the minute they have to type, you know, a response. So how are we leveraging audio? How are we leveraging mm -hmm. video recording to capture uh, those, those moments so that we can build the confidence and capacity um, students, you know, not that we're ignoring the importance of composition and sentence structure, right? But that right. we're getting everyone the support that they need to get into um, the place that that we want them to go to. So just more access points for students. And of course, you know, I lead professional development for teachers and I want things to feel um, ready to go, right? Jump yeah. right in understand right how this might elevate or energize something that's happening in your classroom and getting over that kind of that pain point of the oh no how does this work to yeah. the wow look what we can do with this yeah yeah that is so awesome oh my gosh it's so cool I, I like the fact that the book is a living document because you know you give lots of stuff you give lots of ideas and, and for brainstorming questions and sharing with your plcs and things like that so you know, it's it's a living document that they can continually go back to and go, oh, yeah, this is where I can build off of this. And, and you can build off of this in the future, especially with class tech tips and things like that. Absolutely. You know, I really see this as laying a foundation for, you know, making that argument uh, for how to integrate technology in a thoughtful manner while still thinking about, right, how can we apply this specifically in different situations? Mm -hmm. So trying to find that balance between something that is relevant and actionable but also, you know, evergreen and customizable for different situations. You know, whether you have an iPad in everyone's hand, you have a mix of devices, you have one teacher Chromebook, right? What can we do do next with uh, our particular situation? Yeah, that's really cool. Exactly. exactly. We know that's we just did a workshop uh, at a TCCA not very long ago on um, uh, writers' workshops mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. using digitally, so we could because you know it's really funny 
how we've all grown. We can all look back in our careers and go, you know, our friends and our colleagues, you know, working together, you always learn something from someone else. And you're bringing into the classroom, you're helping the teachers bring in this tech-rich ability to, to share and open up. And you're right. That gives a kid a lot more ability to go home and go, listen, I'm going to record myself talking about mm-hmm. this with a great green screen of fish behind me instead of, you know, having mm-hmm. to write it in with a pencil. You're right. That's It's a mm-hmm. huge, huge difference. And, and it's really opening up the boundaries of what the classroom is going to do. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so exciting to hear that you're hearing and seeing that right as well, that mm-hmm. just these options are are so important uh, for students to give them what they need in order to be successful, because we're not quite sure what the job market will look like, what sure. our lives will look like in 5, 10, 15 years. And so we want to make sure students have a great variety of skills that are transferable uh, to lots of different situations. Yeah, you know, to absolutely. throw in another topic we're actually doing another show on, is this falls into that beautifully in what we're talking about is mm-hmm. collaborative learning environments. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've watched all these startups for a decade now with climbing walls and everything that they needed to create in a classroom to make this really wonderful learning environment um, in a workplace. And now we're finally jumping on top of that. Can we get you to weigh in on that a little bit? Yeah, Uh, I love the idea of exploring different models for having students work together and create. Um, There's a chapter in Task Before Apps all about collaboration. And, you know, we do have these wonderful, you know, Google tools where I could sit next to you or time zone away from you and Mm -hmm. collaborate in the same document. And that's really special. Um, But there's also lots of ways for students to collaborate, right, with that shared screen, with that one device as they're snapping, they're talking, um, they're having conversations that really elevate that experience. So I think the more we can make sure that we're giving kids that face-to-face time um, at you know, while they're working as creators with different digital tools, you know, the more opportunities they'll have to compromise, to talk things out, to build those, uh, that capacity for critical thinking and for collaborating with others. Um, and then of course we have all the other type of wonderful, you know, remote collaboration that's really powerful to extend that beyond the walls of a, of a school or a classroom. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, one of the groups that, uh, uh I'm a member of is the, um, the, uh, Google the Google Plus group for uh, um, oh my gosh it's collaborative classrooms I can't remember the exact name of it but a lot of it is what you're talking about where you're they they do a lot of mystery skypes mystery hangouts <laughs> those types of things author skypes author hangouts uh, where you've got the students there physically in the classroom working with students who are like you said you know a time zone away or a whole continent away or however far mm-hmm. away. And, and collaborating and working on similar projects or some of them are working on the same project, just different aspects of it, so that at the end of the day, and I'm using that term figuratively, but at the end of the day, you know, it comes together and here's this one really cool project that was done by students who are in, you know, rural South Arkansas and students who are in rural North France. And, you know, here they've come together. So it's just, it's amazing. And, and the tools that they can use to allow all of that to happen. It's just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Think about when, you know, I, I, I can, I'll speak for myself. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I think about you know, when I was in school, the closest we came was like, I don't know, you could have a pen pal. You know I mean, yep. you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I remember. I had one from Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah. Hoping that, or I can't imagine what it would have been like from the teacher side of things to worry that everyone got their letter back, <laughs> right? Yes, right? When I think about yes. those days when letters were passed out as I was a student uh, to whoever it was we were corresponding with uh, somewhere else. <laughs> uh, so it's really wild to think about how much has evolved uh, over you know, the past couple decades. 
Yeah. And and how much of that is able to tie in directly to the education that we're providing to the students? You know, in those days, it was I'm sure there was some education going on, but it was mostly a fun kind of thing. You know, now it's it's actually a part of learning about the global community and working together. And it's just it's it's it really is fascinating where things are in terms of what's available for students and for teachers in education. But if they don't know what to do with it, then it's just a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really comes back to making sure all of that is purposeful. Right. Uh, so it's, it's so wonderful with that example as well. Yep. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, top three tasks and their apps that correspond that you're your favorite. Wow. So yeah, that's a good on the spot question. Um, So I really am excited about open-ended creation tools. The Spark tools from Adobe or Adobe Max last week are ones that I use and share all the time because they're Chromebook friendly, they're iOS friendly. So I love Spark video. Uh, I love the idea of having students capture their thinking when they're on the go. So from a task perspective, that might be having students, you know, working and partners to curate the very best images they've snapped as they're exploring somewhere new, maybe interviewing a few people and capturing that video to to put in the way, you know, along the way, but then creating a product that is purposeful to convince someone else, you know, to visit a space that's in their community. So another that I love is how book creator is now Chromebook friendly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a big game changer for someone like me who's sharing tools that can be used on all different devices. And I'm doing a a book creator chat this week on Twitter too. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea of having students create their own informational texts that are interactive. And so that might be capturing images or now within their Google image uh, search that's set up on the Chrome version of book creator, kids can go in and find images search for them. So creating, you know, informational text that presents their findings. I think there's a lot you can do there too. And then I would say maybe my, my third one would be around having students exploring virtual reality really purposefully to build uh, understanding of a particular time or place, Mm -hmm. you know, to prepare them for reading experiences. Yep. Yeah. That is awesome. Those are those are see that's uh, sorry to put you on the spot there, but no, I, I, I like you could it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so what's happening for Dr. Monica Burns coming up? I know you have a Twitter chat tonight. Is this the six C's? Is that tonight? Yeah, mm-hmm, that's okay, the cool. one. Yeah, so that's a book creator Twitter chat tonight. It's been a busy September and first half of October, um, spending lots of times in schools and demo lessons and all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, next month in November, I'm heading to Shift Edu, mm-hmm. um, formerly Miami Device. Uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be at the West Virginia Reading Conference uh, kicking off uh, some of their some of their work um, to be in keynote there and then headed to NiceGate. Uh, so all that sneaking that in before Thanksgiving yeah. uh, to really make sure that uh, 2017 uh, finishes off strong. Wow. Well, well and, then, and then while you're doing all of that, you also have webinars that you host. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, I love the webinars. So we can do some virtual connections. Next week, I'm doing one for the folks at Kids Discover. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually doing a book giveaway for that. Um, so that'll be on the 31st. So if you're looking for a spooky uh, reading uh, tips, uh, that'll be where I am on Halloween afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a few more popped up um, you know, on the schedule uh, in the month of November too. And I've got a, a long running list at classtechtips.com slash events. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. We will share it out. Um, thank you for coming on the show. 
Sorry. We, we have to tell the quick story here. It took us three or four tries. We were all, these, these two guys are way too busy and we're trying to figure out how to get away from that. But it's fun. I, it, keeps us, Head, yeah. it keeps us young. I know. We, we're, we're both in our 70s, but we don't look it. I'm but, no. <laughs> but no, but um, we can't wait to see you uh, in person in, at Fetsy. Yes. And yeah. please uh, tag us in Twitter and let us know what you'd like us to share and we will do it. All right. Sounds great. Thank you both so much for having me. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. All right. Hey, and remember, you can check out her book, Tasks Before Apps, Designing Rigorous Learning in a Tech-Rich Classroom. Find out more information on classtechtips.com. Yep. You can get it in Kindle format and in paperback. Yeah. So you can put it in your car or your headphones and just listen away. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, I think that's going to be one of those new um, uh, Swiss Army knives that a teacher needs in their arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and she's also got, you know, we sort of alluded to this fact, but she's also got several other books that are available too. So uh, again, you can check that out on her website. Yeah. Lots of good stuff there. Very cool. Hey, I tell you what, we're going to jump out real quick and take a listen to the East Initiative update. They've got some great stuff to share with us. We'll be right right back on EduTech, guys. Hello, everyone. I'm Spencer Watson with East Initiative. Welcome to the East Update. And A, you know, quotation marks in my class is that you, you keep trying, you push yourself, you reflect on your own growth, that you're trying new things, that you're, that you're working with other people. Uh, and there is a, a culture and a mind shift. Like I already have kids this year who've looked me in the face and go, I don't work with other people. And I just have to go, well, that doesn't work in here. This week, we're talking to Brittany Berry, now in her fifth year as an East facilitator at Helen Tyson Middle School in Springdale. We caught up with Barry on the morning she was being honored at the Arkansas State Capitol as one of four finalists for the 2018 Teacher of the Year Award. We wanted to offer our congratulations, of course, but also wanted to ask, as a former high school social studies teacher, now facilitating East at the middle school, what makes the latter so different? Rarely am I ever at the, the front of a room with a bunch of kids looking, looking straight at me. That's just kind of not how East works. It's very strategic every day. I kind of diverge a little bit from from their norm, which is the standard classroom norm. Um, And so you have to build those structures structures in. It's learned behavior for the teacher, but it's actually more learned behavior for the kids. They're more used to sitting at those desks in rows looking at an adult. So if students aren't just sitting in desks looking at the teacher, then what does Barry's classroom look like? So the kids walk into class every day uh, they have work logs that they keep, so they set their work plan for the day, kind of like you would in a standard job. They go to whatever area of the room or the project that they're working on. They visit with their, their teammates. They talk about their progress from the day before and what they hope to accomplish that day. And, and then I just kind of move around the room with my name shouted out or sit down in each group and help them Socratically think through why something's not working or celebrate their successes when it is. I think our modern educational environment has ingrained too much into this kids the concept that they're going to sit in a row and they're going to be fed information and they're going to swallow it and they're going to regurgitate it at some point and then that's success. And I think the kids, when they have a struggle and, and you keep providing them the support and the love that they need to keep pushing through it, and when they find the answer to themselves, it's like anybody who's ever done that, the gift, the joy that they get in that is so much bigger than bubbling anything in, and so they buy it. And then they, keep, they work harder, they try harder. 
They try harder. That's what happens when you feel like part of a team. No wonder, then, that you see the same thing in the corporate cultures that are cultivated in those places that you often read about on the best places to work lists that seem to always show up on social media. I use the terminology with my kids that, that they're members of the East Classroom, and I'm the facilitator, but there's no student teacher. Like, uh, they are their own teachers. They, they are members of our, of our community, of our team. And so um, from day one, I just set that expectation with them that it is our room and our environment and they're as in charge of their learning as I am and then you build in team building brainstorming and uh, by the time we're making projects for the kids it's a new normal like like they are their own guides in in the educational journey in there and um, and I'm just their support staff just the support staff may be a little bit of an understatement for a facilitator who has consistently led a program to some of the highest awards that East gives out, including accolades for project sophistication and, no surprise here, student growth. But Barry is quick to note that it's actually part of her job to just get out of the way. Right. I think one thing that's great about East is, is I don't know the answer. <laughs> and the sooner they understand that I don't know how the Oculus works necessarily, and that that'll help them figure it out. Uh, it, it takes that, that safety net out of them where then they're like, oh yeah, I really do have to work at figuring out this myself. That work pays off because in East, students have the gift of time. Unlike a normal classroom environment where if they don't have the answer at the end of the bell, they're worried that they failed. And the only failure in East is that you stop trying. Don't stop trying. It's not a bad lesson. It's right up there with good done anywhere is good done everywhere. Another lesson of East that fits in with the philosophy of service learning and a motto for Barry's classroom this year. And they're the kind of lessons that kids really take to heart and lessons that Barry shares not just with her students but with fellow educators too. If you're at a school out there and, and you don't have a program where kids are being actively engaged, we do it with technology which is like double bonus but they're not actually actively engaged in brainstorming and solving problems in their own community. You're losing out because the real growth in kids, both skill and just socio-emotional, all of that stuff, is in teaching them to be purpose-driven and empowering them to make change. If you are interested in knowing more about the EAST initiative, from information on student projects to the professional development services we offer to educators of all kinds, please visit www.eastinitiative.org or just search for EAST initiative on social media. If you are interested in finding out how to get an EAST classroom for a school near you, please contact eastinfo at eaststaff.org. That's E-A-S-T-I-N-F-O at E-A-S-T-S-T-A-F-F. Org. Special thanks to Brittany Berry of Helen Tyson Middle School in Springdale. The music you've been hearing is called Beautiful Skies, a submission by Mary Craft of Crossed High School. Again, I'm Spencer Watson, and that's the East Update. Hey, thank you very much to Spencer Watson and the folks over at the East Initiative for the uh, update. 
And if you want to find out where we are going to be, coming up, we've got the Schools Without Walls Conference, and that is coming up very quickly. That's right here at the end of the month. In fact, uh, I can a couple throw of a rock days. and hit it. That's how close it is. <laughs> That's right. October 29th and 30th at Hot Springs, Arkansas at the Convention Center. And then at the end of November, November 30th through December 2nd, we are going to be at the AESA National Conference in San Antonio, Texas. That is going to be awesome. And then after the first of the year, we will be back at Fetzy 2018 in Orlando, Florida. That's January the 23rd to the 26th. Anything that comes up in between there, just check out us. Check out the website or check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash edutechguys, facebook.com slash edutechguys. You know, you get the you get the drift there. You see the uh, where that's going. That's right. right the, the pattern. See if, the you pattern. Can, see if you can follow the you pattern. You get the pattern, don't you? Okay, so <laughs> that sounds good. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time for the Google Tip of the Week. You know, it's funny. We actually were getting rid of the Google Tip of the Week, but we brought it back. We brought it back from the dead because, you know, it's Halloween coming up. (laughs) Speaking of Halloween. I don't know what I'm doing. For the Google admins out there, this is a little short one that will help you out. Speaking of bringing stuff back from the dead. Um, Now, Google has increased their user undeletion window to 20 days. It used to be five. So that's a huge increase for Whoops, I accidentally de- deleted grades first through seventh grade. <laughs> not that I know anyone that's ever done that. No, no. On accident. Not at all. And praised the Google undeletion <laughs> ability. But now that person would have 20 days to bring it back to life yes, after it's, that. Instead of the five where it, it took you one to realize what happened, and then it was like, oh, my God. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm asking for a friend, okay? I mean, not you. <laughs> I, I was talking about the, 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 the global you. It was not me. Not you specifically. <laughs> it was him. It was me. Everybody has one of those. Yes. You know why I did it? I was actually testing the undeleting abilities, capabilities. Well, that's part of, of your Google. disaster recovery. It was. I, I I nominated. I, I nominated. <laughs> I documented everything there: the crying, the gnashing of teeth. I mean, everything. I got it on video. It's it was terrible. It's, it's actually rather entertaining. So also this week there is something new. Uh, it actually came out just a while back, and your Google admins could be rolling it out for you now. It actually is set to automatically roll out over several weeks. Um, but some Google admins can turn it on for their districts and their enterprises now. Awesome. And that's the new Google Calendar for web. So it's added some really cool stuff. i um, just going to knock those out real quick. So now you can see conference room details details when booking a room. That's a really kind of a neat thing that a lot of people use um, in some places. Um, you can add rich formatting and hyperlinks to your calendar invites. So you can, you can link to your relative spreadsheets, documents, and presentations. Um, and you can open them directly in the new event detail view, which is pretty cool. That's uh, very cool. Manage multiple calendars side by side in day view. So now you can view and manage calendars in day separate columns. Day view. <laughs> day view. Now, if you hear a gunshot, it's okay. <laughs> We're just going to keep on going. Uh, now you can see contact information of meeting participants when you hover over their names in calendar invite, which is really cool. Uh, so there's also a new way to view and restore deleted items in one place in case you accidentally delete a meeting invite. Not that I would ever possibly do that also. But yeah, um, additionally, day, week, and month views are now more accessible, featuring better compatibility with screen readers. There's a great post out there with all the goodies on it, and um, we will make sure and tweet that post out, and it will talk about those in depth. That is awesome. Man, Pretty cool uh, stuff. Hope you like the Google Tip of the Week. Well, and, and it's interesting to me that, that both of those tips included some undeletion stuff. You know, obviously somebody somewhere at Google or someone got a hold of Google and said, look, we're, we're 
idiot users out here, and we've got to be able to have a little more leeway. I need a little more leeway in order to fix my mistakes. To make or, it happen. Now, I, I, and, and I'm, I'm saying that jokingly, but, but you know, the flip side of that is <laughs> how many times has, and, and maybe this came into play, who knows, but you know, how many times has someone uh, in an administrative, uh, in a tech administrative role, uh, you know, they've left under not so friendly uh, circumstances and they go in and they delete everything just out of, you know, out of spite. And, you know, we, by the time, by the time you try to get all the pieces and parts together, you know, before when it was, you know, five days, your time was probably close to up by the time you realized it had even happened. Right. You know, and so now maybe that's part of the reason why now you can buy some more time to help alleviate some of that should it happen. And, and I don't know, maybe that's not a common thing, but I mean, I, I could see where that would definitely help. <laughs> yeah. If you had somebody else coming in to help recover from, you know, that type of activity. Yeah, so, that's anyway, cool. That's cool. Very good stuff, man. Well, uh, once again, we want to thank Dr. Monica Burns for coming on the show today and talking about her new book with us. And yeah. uh, we're excited to see what happens for her and all the great learning that's going to take place because of her. Um, been a great show. Had yeah, a good man. time. Had a great time today. Awesome. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.